welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Today, it is my pleasure to share one of our design talks from our last in real life designer experience in Atlanta. Melissa Galt, a design business coach, interior designer, and author is on the stage, and her talk's topic is planning your best year yet by looking at where you are. While Melissa may have been getting us all positioned for the new calendar year 2020, what she discusses is readily applicable to any day of the year. First, a little bit about Melissa. Melissa hails from design and Hollywood royalty. Her great-grandfather is Frank Lloyd Wright, and her mother was legendary screen star Anne Baxter. Melissa had a well-traveled childhood and enjoyed a busy career in hospitality purchasing before discovering interior design. And while she'll still take on an occasional design project, Melissa is a full-time coach. Her practice is focused on working with established designers who are successful yet seem to be trapped on a hamster wheel. Simplistically put, Melissa helps designers define their zones of genius and redesign their businesses so that they are earning more in less time and with less effort, getting clear, setting goals, and adopting systems and processes. Adamant about design being an experience and not merely a process, she encourages designers to make the time spent with clients irresistible. Melissa's recent book, Marketing Luxury Design, is all about the branding and marketing of that design experience. Regarding planning your best year, Melissa moved to Arizona just before Thanksgiving. And while COVID-19 may have put a wrench into physical exploration of her new place, she's invested in venturing digitally and committed to a rigorous schedule of simulcast Instagram and Facebook lives, making sure that designers felt supported at the time. During her shelter in place, Melissa also participated in My Doma Studio's 19 Hours Conference, and she will be part of the virtual IWCE, that's the International Window Coverings Expo, in July. You can find Melissa presiding over the Facebook group Interior Design Business Mastery and on her Instagram, Melissa Galt. Presently, she is going live twice a week. And now let's listen in on her 20-minute design talk at the Designer Experience Atlanta. Good afternoon. You all have had an amazing afternoon here. I know I have. I feel very privileged to have heard from Kristen about how to launch an upholstery company. Really extraordinary and how to hear from Stephanie on being motivated and getting that GC license, which she's making me regret that I didn't get mine because it did kind of slow down my renos and remodels significantly, and that was a big piece of my business when they changed that law, which I tried to skirt for as long as I possibly could. 
And then to hear from Kelly and Joanne on how they've adapted and changed, which was incredibly valuable and incredibly transparent. And I really want to thank all of you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Um, what I want to share with you is what I've learned, what works for me, what works for the designers that I coach. I coach 80% of the time. I design 20% of the time. And that's kind of disappearing because I'm getting a lot more designers saying, I need help, I need help, I need help. They need reinvention is what's happening. We're all in a perpetual state of reinvention. It's not temporary. This is the way it's going to be for the rest of our designing years, whether those are five years, 15 years, 20 years, or 30 years, or in some cases, maybe 40 years. I'm not sure. <laughs> but that's what's going to make the biggest difference is your ability to adapt, to be resilient, and to change. So from each project, in order to grow, there are three things you need to have. I actually don't consider a project complete until you do these three things, okay? And I talk to a lot of designers who aren't doing these three things, and it makes me very nervous for them, okay? So the first, you gotta have social proof. You gotta have testimonials. If you're gonna say, oh, but Melissa, you know, I asked my clients and they didn't come back with anything. Trust me, you're doing an amazing job. Your clients want to rave about you. They don't know what to say. They're uncomfortable. So I have asked for a glass bowl to go around. Put your business card in there. I'm going to A, send you the slides, B, and more importantly, I'm going to send you a contact that has gotten my testimonials for the last 25 years and gets the testimonials for all of the designers that I coach. She's wildly reasonable, she's very good at it. You give her the name of your client, you can give her a little bit of backstory, one or two lines, not an entire page, okay? And she will call them, speak to them for 10 minutes on the phone, capture their words, put it into a glorious testimonial, the like of which you never heard before, and get your approval, their approval, then she sends it back to them with, guess what? Your links, your link to house, your link to Google, if you're on Yelp, you're linked to Yelp. You're linked to Facebook because you can't put your reviews up there, can you? So she's going to take care of that piece for you along with getting an amazing review. Because you know what the cool part about clients is? They will say the most outrageous things to a third party before they'll say it to you. If you're getting your own testimonials, you're not getting the real deal. Because my clients say, oh, Melissa, we love working with you. Thank you so much, yada, 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 yada. But what they said to Tricia, we think Melissa walks on water. That was a comment made about a very small living room that I did 20 years ago. Okay? I was compared to a major religious figure, and all I did was the small living room. So get a third party to get your testimonials. You don't have to use a Trisha, you can use a friend if you want, but she's really good at what she does. And I want you to have that resource. I'm all about resources. You've got to get photography. If you are doing a project and you are not going to photograph it, why are you doing it? It's beneath you. That's my litmus test for whether I say yes or no to a project, is do I want to photograph it? If I don't want to photograph it, I'm not going to do the project. Now, even if you're in launch phases, there sh still should be pieces, vignettes, that you want photographed. 
Schedule your photography before you hand off the project because if you wait until after, we all know that we have to go back in with an entire cleaning crew. We have to not only clean the house, clean the rooms, we have to take all the personal stuff out that crept in there. We have to reset and restyle the whole thing. And then when we leave at the end of the day with our photographer, we have to set the whole thing back up like it was when we walked in that morning as crazy and dirty and messy and icky and personal as it was. <laughs> okay? Don't waste your time with that. Schedule your photography before you hand the project back or the room back. Okay? Really, really important. And referrals. Referrals aren't an accident. There is a process for getting referrals. There's a structure for asking for those. And you don't do it just once, you do it on a routine basis. And it goes something like this. Julie, I've so enjoyed working with you. It's been such fun putting your house together. Have you got even one or two friends a lot like you? Because I've got just a couple of openings for new projects. And I'd love to have another client just like you. Does that sound a little different than what some of you might have said before? Or been uncomfortable saying, oh, can't, can't ask for a referral. No, I'm not calling up and saying, hi, I need another project. You got a friend you can share with me? Or worse yet, the one I usually hear is, have you got anyone you can send me for a design project? Ooh. You don't want anyone. You want to be specific and you want to be targeted, okay? Very, very important. If you're not doing these three things on every single project, your project is incomplete. So I want a show of hands. How many people here have some incomplete projects? Yay, thank you for being honest with me. I appreciate that. Okay, so client analysis. This is super important. Which channels of your marketing are most effective? The one question, along with about eight others, that you need to ask every single client that finds you is, how did you find me? And shut up. If you lead them to an answer, they won't tell you the truth. You need to find out how they found you. Was it a Google search? Was it an ad they saw? Was it a show house that you were involved in? Was it an article that they found? You need to know which of your channels is working so you know where to focus your efforts. Really, really important. And you can do this for every project and you can do it at the end of the year so you know where to apply your marketing investment because I don't believe in a budget. Anybody here in this room that's heard me speak before knows that. How to establish your ideal client avatar or revise it. Who here has an ideal client avatar? Let me see a show of hands. Ooh, not nearly enough of you. Okay. Really important that you have that, and it is not just a, oh, Melissa, my ideal client trusts me completely, has a large investment, and um, a beautiful home to live in, and is in a style that I want to work in. That's not an avatar. That's a fantasy. Okay? you got to get a lot more specific. I need an age. I need to know if they're married or single. Are they male or female? I need to know what industry they work in. I need to know the value of their home, the neighborhood that they're in. I want to know, do they volunteer? What's their favorite charity? Where are they on Tuesday nights? At the swim meet? What about Saturday mornings? Are they soccer field or in the garden? Maybe they're sleeping in. Maybe they're working in the office. I need to know everything about them. Because when you know everything about them, you're going to know where to meet more of them. More of them is what we need today. 
if you don't get clear on your ideal client avatar down to answering 42 questions, you don't know them well enough and you can't climb inside their life. Design is a profoundly intimate business. We have to find out what goes in the night chest drawers. We have to know what's in all the bathroom drawers, right? So we have to really know our clients well. We each have to be our own Amy's. Because Joanne and Kelly have somebody who does that for them, but you have to become your own Amy, okay? Unless you have an Amy. Anybody else here have an Amy? Yeah, I didn't think so. She's rare. We'd like a clone of her, please. That sounds awesome. Okay, so project analysis. You've got to analyze the profitability per project. I was speaking with a designer the other day who has her hands in a whole lot of different channels. She's got commercial work. She's got corporate. She's got residential. She's got hospitality. She's got restaurant. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Do you have any idea which ones of those are most profitable? No. I said, well, we need to look at that because we want to refine what you're doing so you're earning more in less time with less stress and less effort. And the fastest way to do that is to figure out where you're really earning money. So you want to look at your projects. And you may be only in the residential channel, but you may be able to look at them and go, ooh, OK, so all the projects that were with clients who had this kind of background, maybe they were all attorneys, or maybe they were all in a tech industry. They were awesome to work with. They were easy to work with because they were never home. They let you do your job. They trusted you. But then you had, you had a handful over here. Less so they were stay-at-home moms. Boy, you ran yourself ragged on those. You got shopped. It sucked. You're like, oh, okay, wait a minute. That goes back to my ideal client avatar, doesn't it? I might not want to work with as many stay-at-home moms. Now, that's just an example. I'm not saying that all stay-at-home moms are difficult, but it's certainly easier to work with a super busy entrepreneur, generally speaking, than somebody who has the ability to pull out a phone and question what your selections are, okay? Effort per project. You can do it on a scale of one to 10. How much effort did the project require? But my favorite one is what's the design delight factor per project? That's really important. Because I don't care how much money you make, if you didn't have fun doing it, it does not matter. There have been projects where I made so much less money, but I had a blast doing it. I would have done it 10 times over. And then there have been projects where I made a boatload of money, and it was miserable. Absolutely miserable. So ideally, everything's fun and financially rewarding. That's not always the case. So you got to decide where your priorities lie and what's going to make the biggest difference at the end of the day, the week, the month, and the year. So revenue analysis per project. This is something that most designers don't want to look at. Most designers aren't looking at their numbers. If you're not looking at your numbers, don't feel bad. Just stop now and start looking at them. <laughs> Get bookkeeping help, outsource it. It's not something anyone in this room is qualified to do, nor should you put yourself through that kind of torture. It is torture, by the way. So where did you earn the most money? That should get exciting. You should be able to go, wow, I didn't expect that. Take a lesson from that. Did you earn it in services? 
Did you earn it in product? Did you earn it in e-design? Did you earn it in design in a day? Or did you earn it in your full service? Don't guess. You may be wrong. Never guess. Numbers don't lie. And numbers can be your friend. They can also be incredibly sexy. Where did you leave money on the table? When I dropped from 40 clients to 10, and my workload dropped by a good 20 hours a week, I went down to a normal work week of about 40 hours, my revenue still doubled. How'd that work? Because I'd been leaving a boatload of money on the table with my biggest clients, my easiest clients, my funnest clients, because I was so busy taking care of all those little jobs that ran me into the ground. So you don't have to have more clients to make more money. You just need better clients. And they are hard to find and they are out there. Did you meet your financial goals? Does anybody here, raise your hand, be honest with me now, do you have financial goals for 2020? See a show of hands. Okay, a smattering of you. I'd say maybe 10 of you raised your hands. That means a lot of you have a little bit of work to do between now and the end of the year, and I would encourage you to do it sooner than later. If you don't have goals, how do you know where you're going? I mean, I was accidentally successful. I can only imagine what might have happened if I'd really put some goals behind it, and I did after about year three or four when I was already doubling each year, and I was like, this is pretty cool, but I didn't think, well, wait a minute. If I'm doing this by accident, what would happen if it was intentional? Holy cow. So get intentional about your numbers. Weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. Don't let them scare you. You're in charge. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. Let's see if I can go back. Okay. So team analytics. How many people here have at least one person they're working with? couple of you do. Okay, that means the rest of you need one person to be working with you. You need at the very least an intern. Please don't hesitate. You're worthy now, okay? Who is performing at their peak in their zone of genius? If you don't know your zone of genius, do this little exercise. Pull out a piece of paper, split it into two pieces. On one side, you write all the things you love to do in your business. On the other side, you write all the things you're good at in your business you're really good at in your business. The only place I want you playing is where they intersect. If you don't love it and are good at it, don't do it. There's a lot of things you're good at that you don't love. Don't do them. I know there's some people with financial backgrounds in this room that are good at numbers. They're good at bookkeeping. But that didn't make any sense because design is where your heart lies. So I want you to combine those two, what you're best at and what you love. Everything else gets outsourced. It doesn't have to be somebody inside an office. It can be a virtual in many cases. It can be an intern, junior designer, outsourced assistant, whatever works. If you want to grow, you must build team. It's mandatory. Being the Lone Ranger is way overrated, and there's no badge or reward for being busy, okay? Productive is the only place that it's at. So who's lagging behind and needs to improve? And if it's you and we need to replace you, that's a problem. That's a problem, okay? Be fast to hire 
and fast to fire. And I say fast to hire because you can always fire. Georgia gives you that. If you're not from Georgia, I don't know the law in your state, so you may want to check that. I always give a 90-day trial period. And if it's not working, it's not working, and I cut them loose. And I've had some doozies, and then I've had some gems. you got to go through the doozies to get to the gems. Don't be afraid to do that. The greatest thing you'll ever do is hire out. It is not an expense. It is an investment in your sanity and in what you can get done because the right help will give you back your time, which is the most valuable time inside your business, without a doubt. Where is there room for increased delegation? Well, I think we've established that almost everybody in here needs to increase their delegation, <laughs> okay? Whether you do it with an intern, whether you do it with a virtual assistant online, for those of you that wanted to have an Amy that actually pre-qualified all your clients, that Amy could be online. She doesn't have to be inside your office. Now, you can have an imaginary Amy. I've done this a couple of times in my life. I put her into a very southern accent, and I think I named her Trudy. Um, and the clients never figured it out, which was even funnier. Uh, but it got a little, little troubling after a while because I would forget to drop into my southern accent and bring Trudy out at the right time. She also didn't have her own email address. She used mine. So it's better if your assistants are real in the sense of real people, whether they're real in your office or they're real out of their home or they're real online. You can take your pick. But please hire. Please build team. It's so, so valuable. And create your master lessons list. I really want to encourage you to move forward lighter and brighter. Not hauling the frustrations, not hauling the shame and the beat up that we're all prone to doing. Believe me, I can go into my pity party, slump down in the corner of my kitchen, sit on the floor and feel sorry for myself. It doesn't move me very far forward. In fact, it moves me backwards. So take 30 minutes to write down, not keyboard, write down. If you've got an hour, take an hour. If you've got two, take two. Have a lunch with yourself. I encourage you to have a cocktail with that lunch or a glass of wine is the case maybe. Maybe that lemon drop that got mentioned earlier. That's one of my personal favorites. Take yourself out and write down what you learned this year. Writing, which is what many of you are doing right now, is far more powerful than keyboarding. Writing engages 25 nerve endings and your reticular activator at the base of your brain Keyboarding engages eight nerve endings and no reticular activator. You don't remember what you keyboarded. You did it. You were in the moment, but it's kind of like being on autopilot. Writing is far more impactful. Clients like to see you writing notes in their home even if you don't need them. I learned that one the hard way because I used to never write notes down. I didn't need to. My visual memory was enough. It made clients nervous. So I started writing notes to make them more comfortable. Okay? When you learn, you can grow. Celebrate your new wisdom. Each year comes with new wisdom. By the way, the two of you are not getting old because I'm just getting wiser. There is no age unless you forget the cake and candles. Do not forget the cake and candles because otherwise you just get older. So really important that you get the lessons so you don't repeat them the following year or it becomes a groundhog, which becomes a huge problem. And you want to avoid that groundhog business. I want each of you, I challenge you, I invite you 
to grow your business by a minimum 20%, I'd love to see you double it. I really, really would. 20% is the barest minimum. And if you don't know how far you've grown because you're not tracking, ah. But how cool would it be if you checked and you'd grown 50%? Or what if you found, uh-oh, I went backwards. Well, better to know now so you can fix it in 2020, right? And with that, I wish you a very happy 2020. Thanks so much for listening to Said. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.